Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to a new episode of The Vault. I'm so excited to have Stacey Barenfoss with me today because today we're going to help women leaders really level it up because when you achieve massive results as that Stacey does after building a multiple seven-figure businesses, she found herself accomplishing all the goals but not feeling the way she wanted to feel. She felt dissatisfied, lost, and unhappy. And she realized that she has spent her entire life and career believing that achievement would bring the happiness and that she would feel enough. Now, she knew something had, had to change, right? So for years, she immersed herself in the biggest training, spending over a million dollars to figure out what was wrong with her. And in that journey, she realized that many of the programs were teaching techniques separately, but several when several are combined, truly a magic a formula comes ahead. So she wanted to share how she elevated that in the Truth Teachers, and there the Truth Teachers were born. So she's the founder of the Truth Teachers. Stacy's on a mission to reveal what disconnects you, and even after you have achieved massive external results and success, how to really dip into the internal side and really have the fulfillment on the internal side and create success from there. They specialize in being a vessel to accelerate transformation, and they believe that you can create anything that you set your mind to when you remove the sabotage and create from fulfillment. Welcome, Stacey. Thank you so much, Sonia. I'm happy to be here today. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. I'm, I'm super excited to hear your story and for our listeners to hear your story. What, what, there, there are so many high performers battling with this, right? And I'm interviewing many people and I'm a high achiever myself. So please tell us your story. What brought you up to really figuring out what set you free and what br brought the success and the fulfillment? Yeah, so as you kind of alluded to in, in my bio, I had started multiple companies when I was 19 and just dove right in. And I was determined to up-level the experience for the clients and customers. And I was really on this mission to be the best and deliver the best experience. And I kept achieving goal after goal, vision board after vision board. And I found myself still feeling dissatisfied when I arrived to that moment, that moment of achievement and what should be a celebration. And it started to happen so frequently that it brought me to self-reflect and ask myself, like, what is going on that I am achieving all of this? And from the outside looking in, 
it looks like I have this amazing life, but I don't feel amazing inside. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? And so that really set me on this obsession of like figuring it out. And what I discovered was that really combining the, the magic of the Western world and results coaching and what's going on, science of the brain, combining that with Eastern techniques from my trips to India, such as meditation and that consciousness aspect, but combining those things really created this magic concoction or, or magic formula to, to help women leaders specifically, because a lot of us, you know, we're achieving and we're experiencing similar things where it just feels like there's something between us and happiness, even after we achieve it all. And so I was just determined to figure that out. Oh, that's amazing. And what what is this? Because you have following so many trainings and so many courses and mentoring and mentorship. So what was this like great epiphany moment that you had like this? This is it. Like if I combine this or if I don't do this, then things are going to work. What what did you figure out that doesn't work, which a lot of the gurus are yeah, talking about? Yeah. So it was really around 2015 to 2017 when I had done a lot of like results coaching and mindset coaching that it dawned on me that what we weren't talking about were the emotions and okay. embodiment. Yeah. And what I was feeling, if I look back, it's like as I was completing those different courses, I would leave with amazing techniques. I mean, the people that I worked with are fantastic. It was just that I would find myself still with my emotions that would plague me. And so it was really emotions and not necessarily the upside of how we want to feel, but actually seeing the truth. And this was a big part of my, my learning in India is seeing the truth about where we are in the current moment and not trying to change it right away, but acknowledging and almost honoring the emotion so that it can pass by versus being attached to it. Yeah. Or resist emotion, right? And just like high T risks, just going on and on and on. So yeah. absolutely. So what could you tell me? How do you feel like the people that you're working with, because you're working with high performers, how do you feel that they are sabotaging themselves and how could they stop that? Yeah. So one of the biggest ways that I see them sabotaging is by pleasing and looking for external validation. And this is something that as high performers, we we mask that by saying, oh, I'm very customer service focused or I'm very service with a smile oriented. And What's behind that a lot of times is pleasing, wanting to be liked or wanting to get approval. And sometimes it's even just seeking that approval within ourselves, that if we serve enough or we do enough, that then will be enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say like that is one of the main sabotage, the saboteurs that I see. And then the second one is that, that things are hard and that's a story that's been in our in our human condition long before we've we've all been here as high performers. But when we say that something is hard, even when something is not hard, it's so ingrained in our psyche that we can sabotage and make it complicated, which then is a way that we're getting in our own way. Yeah, exactly. I was asking, I was wanting to ask you, do they think, do you think that 
high performers make things hard. Yes. Purpose. Especially, I see this especially in women. And it's interesting because I think that I I think that men deal with this differently. And it's actually, I'm I'm doing some surveys right now with a couple of different people, men and women, because men do not make things more complicated. They compartmentalize differently. Yeah. And women, if something is easy for a woman, they don't take that path. They will a lot of times create something to be more complicated to say that we were the hero and to over overachieve, excuse me, overcome that. Mm, and why do you think that there is a need in women to be the hero? I think it's it's very much the conditioning, but I really think it stems from this idea of when we do things externally, that means we're enough. When it comes from the way we were raised, even if we were raised in a fantastic household, if we were we were rewarded when we were the good girl, when we achieved. And so if we're not doing that, I think it does trigger this feeling of not enough. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's kind of being the good girl and always doing the things, right? I think that a lot of women recognize that from from their childhood or the past or the memory. So how do you feel that that there are do you feel that there are some some things that high performers are not conscious of but is still like really being a big block in them having and the success financially but also feeling really fulfilled and not making things so hard? Yeah, I definitely think that for high performers specifically, the one thing that can can get in the way is is celebration of all of the gifts that you have already and really acknowledging and noticing yourself. And what's interesting is that when we don't stop and smell the roses, if you will, we are reinforcing we're not enough to stop and smell the roses. And so I think it can be really powerful to acknowledge and delight in the journey just as much as the destination because then we're not reinforcing that we're not enough. We're claiming wholeness and completeness completeness now. We don't have to do another thing or be another thing. We just, we're whole and we're doing these things for play and for creativity and for impact, not because we are less than without them. Mm. Why do you think that that this exists? What, what do you think that the source is of people actually feeling this way, not feeling like celebrating their successes, even if they had like major financial successes or achievements in their lives or in their businesses? I think it stems from our conditioning, number one. I mean, it's if you look at our parents, their grandparents and beyond, this is a human condition that something is missing, that we are separate, mm. right? It's it's everywhere you look. The ego is driving different things, but it's very much based in separation. And we're in a time in history when collectively we're seeing that separation is not true and questioning it, right? We're seeing yeah, the exactly. Yeah. And so it, it's very much the illusion of separation coming to, to head, I think. And what do you think that this time, the last couple of years that we all have been going through has affected people, but specifically maybe high achievers in business, how do you feel that 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 has impacted? It has that brought them closer to their vision or has that even like made their feelings stronger of disconnection? 
I think that there's a couple, there's a few things going on. I think that the world we live in has very much been built and thrives on us basically being disconnected and unconscious. That is how the world has been built. And so I think that on one hand, that's going on. But I think that we as a collective have have had an increase in consciousness and awareness because of all of the crazy things that have happened over the last few years. We've started to question things we've never questioned. We've started to look into things more. And I think collectively, we're taking greater responsibility no matter how slow you might think it's happening, it's but it real. Is happening. Happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's happening. So please share a share a story that comes to mind. You must have many, but one story that really impacted you, one thing with with a client of yours that you created such an amazing transformation that that it just comes to mind and you would like to share with our audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one that's coming to mind right now is I was doing a client retreat. And this person is very successful, has built a, an amazing business and life. And again, from the outside, it, it looks amazing. But one of the things that she wasn't fully doing was owning what she had created. So the way she was describing what she did and her business and who she was in the business and her role was not the way that someone that started the business would talk about their business. It was almost like she was working for the business. Yeah. And so her language was not taking ownership of her power and who she really was. And so I took her through a process of really identifying and acknowledging all of the stuff, amazing accomplishments that she had achieved and owning that and in a matter of a couple of days together, I mean, she she walked away. So I told her, I said, I wish I would have gotten before and after pictures because you're glowing <laughs> completely differently. But the whole concept was very much around this ownership of, of her greatness and really claiming her authority. Wow. So so people do have the authority and sometimes people don't have the authority. But how do you feel that people can position themselves as an authority and acknowledge themselves and maybe step in with the right offer, with the right pricing, with the right branding and positioning, what would be your advice on that level? Yeah. And I love this topic so much just because it's one that when I started this business, I was like, I really want to to speak about this because I was observing that so often people get into business and they want to basically go to this coach or mastermind that's offering this five-step program that fixes all of your marketing problems or it fixes your strategy. And one thing that I would say is that the more that you are clear about the problem you solve and what change you want to make in the marketplace and associate a price that honestly resonates with you. And this is completely opposite from what a lot of people say. It's like research the market. What are other people charging for the same services? And I'd say do the opposite. Because when you're in, the difference when you're is in, huge. The difference is yeah. huge for similar services and the pricing. The difference is huge. So I completely align with what you say. Yeah. And so the more that you're you're in resonance with your pricing, what you're here to do, and can stand behind that, there is an energy that is given off that honestly is your greatest marketing tool, your greatest sales tool yes, beyond <laughs> whatever you can build strategy wise. 
Yeah, yes, it is. So so let's talk a little bit more about energy and embodying of these things. Because if someone, a high achiever, has some limiting belief or maybe imposter syndrome or like comparing themselves with other similar entrepreneurs in the same business. So what would you say, what, what really, what does it really take to embody this new identity of being super proud and fulfilled with what you are creating or what you have created? Yeah. So the thing that I like to do, and I do this for myself regularly because I get off track just like the next person on when I am focused on feelings of fulfillment and when I get triggered and off track. But the the exercise that I find is really helpful is to ask myself, what are the feelings I think I'm going to feel when I achieve these goals that I have? And actually journal and brain dump more than 10 feelings because at first we're just sort of on autopilot. And so I like to go deeper than that, right? And just so brain dump, whether that's I'm going to feel complete, I'm going to feel whole, I'm going to feel powerful, infinite, I'm going to the words might be unleashed. And then start to ask myself, what do I need to do to familiarize myself with those? Because some words are easier to embody than others. Like feeling powerful for me, that's easier than at first feeling whole. Because feeling whole, I was like, it's just a little out there, right? It, it was harder to resonate with. And so what I realized was like, okay, I need to come up with a different emotion-based word. And so that's what I found is a great exercise first is to start to feel those emotions now. Yeah, I completely agree. So it's also very good to visualize yourself in that situation and actually take action accordingly if you can if you can generate that energy and that feelings going along with what you want to achieve. So tell me, do you have some kind of framework or some kind of pillars that you're working with when you when it comes to your coaching these entrepreneurs? Yes, definitely. But there's some there's different categories that I use different pillars for. But just like for a quick example is the the basics, most simple pillars that I use that are really the most transformational that you can use today is to first see the truth. So whether you're struggling, whether you are having a great day and things are going well, if you're having a great day, see the truth of the feelings you're feeling. And actually notice those feelings so that you can replicate them, right? We're creatures Mm -hmm. of habit. On the off side, if you're having a a challenging day and you feel overwhelmed, see that you feel overwhelmed. Don't try to change it. Because when you acknowledge yourself, you allow that to be there without it having to change right away. And when you do that, you actually are allowing the root to be exposed where if we go and we try to change something right away, we never actually see the root. And so it keeps repeating itself. So many of us, I know for me, we have these repeating patterns. And the reason, yeah, those, those repeating patterns are present is because we're not seeing the truth of what's going on. Yeah. And a lot of people are just in resistance. They feel like I, 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 honestly did that most most part of my life to be honest like really resisting okay I don't need this I just need to move on I need to take the next step I just was completely ignoring any negative feelings and I was thinking that I felt positive but when I just dialed it down till the end I was I feeling positive all the time no it was just pushing emotions away 
And when you do this, they actually show up again because you trap them in your body, you trap them in your nervous system. So at some point they're going to show up to be processed. So actually standing still and being really present and letting it pass right away is an amazing technique. And I think a lot of people will benefit from actually doing that. So you talked about a little bit about addiction to satisfaction. Can you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah. So for me and in my path, one thing that I noticed was I would, in, I mean, it was unconscious, right? I wasn't saying every day, I'm going to wake up and be dissatisfied, or I'm going to wake up and put blocks in my past or make things harder for myself. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but, right. But one thing that I, I would do is I would, if you looked at my journey, things were much more challenging than they needed to be, right? Okay. There, was, there was always a problem. Even when things were good, there was always something on the flip side of that. And so what I realized in that moment that I described at the beginning of our talk today of building the businesses and just feeling so empty, what I realized was that there was a level of addiction to struggle that mm -hmm. was very present for me that I had learned from my parents mm -hmm. and that they probably had learned from their parents. And so it's it. what was interesting for me was it had different masks, so it, it showed up that I was addicted to success, but then it also showed up that I was addicted to struggle. And so it can show up differently, but, but for me that it was constant and it was, it was my subconscious was getting more pleasure out of being dissatisfied because it didn't have a model of what satisfied looked like. Yes, yeah. So like the habits of really being satisfied with the results and everything. So what was the flip point? What was the real like breakthrough moment that you say, okay, now something must change. Now is the moment. Yeah. So the moment was really, I had just achieved my highest revenue target with my team and we had saved our client from financial ruin and we were celebrating and we were all together and everyone was around me in high spirits overjoyed with what we had just accomplished. And I was so unhappy. Oh my God. And I observed myself and there was 20 plus people in the room that I was the only one looking this way and feeling this way. Yet I was the one that had said we could do it every day. I had set the vision that it was all possible. I had been the leader of the movement, yet I was the one in the corner, if you will. Yeah. Unhappy. So yeah. that was the moment where I was like, there is there is something that's beyond this just happening once because I had other examples of that earlier, but they weren't as extreme. Mm -hmm. And so this was really the uh, cherry on top, if you will, of examples that really set me into this mission of I have to figure this out. Yeah, I love that. That's so amazing. And I think it's so valuable for everybody who is a high achiever who is listening right now, because I'm sure that a lot of people are recognizing themselves in your story, right? So, okay, so now you you really went after it and you found like these amazing tools and frameworks to help people tr transform specifically high performers. What is What is the thing that you would say like, what is the best thing about the, the what you learned and what you what you could offer to high performers? What 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 would you say that the best thing about your business or services? I would say that it's we go to the root and excavate it for good, and we don't deal with the symptoms. Yeah, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, and 
And it's only because of my journey of dealing with the symptoms, honestly, my entire life and finally getting to that point where I was like, okay, I'm not seeing the truth. There's so many repetitive patterns. And so, yeah, seeing that root and then first and foremost, being in the world of high performance with alongside my clients in a way is also something that I think is, is unique because we're not just talking high performance. We're also talking spirituality and sort of bridging these worlds of like how to be more connected and a conscious leader. So I would say those are the things that are top of mind. Oh, that's amazing. And you created this amazing meditation that people can take advantage of. So you can go to the show notes and grab the free meditation. But where else can people find you to find out more about what you do and what you exactly get to help them with? Yeah. The best place is our website, thetruthteachers.com. And that has all of our social handles. And you can reach out to book a call if you feel called to do that. But that's the best place. Okay. That's amazing. So last question. So what is the one question that I didn't ask, but you would love to answer? Gosh, I just feel like our, our talk was all encompassing on many levels. <laughs> I'm kind of a curious person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would just say, what is something that I can do today that maybe I seems obvious, but could be really transformative? And I would just say, coming back to your breath as a high performer, the amount of times I catch myself not breathing throughout the day, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so just, just taking a moment to breathe in for three counts and breathe out for six counts. Yeah, It's a great way to just recenter yourself throughout the day and really connect back to your why and your inner state of being. Yeah, exactly. Being in the present moment. I love that. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week to level up with another experts. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general, the one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper, and see you next week to level up again.